Hello, I'm Stan Copeland. And I am Dee Dee Jones, and we both get to pastor this amazing church at Lover's Lane United Methodist Church here in Dallas. We have got a good show today. Yes. I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this. I have too. <laughs> I cannot tell you um, how crazy it is for me that I get to sit next to this amazing human who I have known literally since I was about 18 years old. Wow. But we're not giving our age. We're not yeah. giving yeah. that away. But it's been a nope. while. But it's been a while. And we, we've <laughs> seen years. some ups and downs. <laughs> we um, we've been so close. We've sang. I was literally trying to think about how many platforms we have sung on together and stages and churches. There's no way to count many. There is no way. I don't think so. No. Um, but what an honor it has been to have you in my life. And what an honor it is to have you today. Um, I, I know that just starting out with us, we were just singing and having fun as kids. And what has kind of happened? I want you to share with that today. Like, what oh has gosh. happened? Well, in these when years? we first met, um, I have to say, I watched Dee Dee from afar at the very beginning and was captivated by her talent because mm -hmm. she was on TBN doing that mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. and showing the world what you had to offer from all the talents God's given you. A long time ago. That was a long <laughs> time ago, but mm -hmm. it was just amazing yeah. to watch her. And, and at that point, I learned a whole lot, too, about communication and what it was like to get on a, a major stage mm -hmm. at that point, worldwide stage, and just hold yourself together in a moment of live music, which is kind of scary from a it's performer's crazy. perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But fast forward, I've, I, have, um, I was singing with my family at that time. Uh -huh. I grew up in a really small town and uh, I ended up long story short because I know we have we're short on time on this uh, program but the long story short is I ended up in Nashville mm -hmm. um, after touring for most of my young adult life in a gospel group uh, I was on I can't even count probably 10,000 or more stages mm -hmm. in that period of time traveling about 300 days a year oh, doing wow. a full-time mm -hmm. worship schedule full-time mm -hmm. ministry mm -hmm. schedule um, our group at that time decided to kind of go into a different direction a little bit more what I would call old school which is nothing wrong with that right, That's right. Uh, but it was not quite where my heart was at and so I took out on my own in a solo ministry where I spent a lot of time really ministering more so to youth about mm -hmm. a bull bullying campaign or an anti-bullying campaign. So yeah. I went to public schools all over Texas, parts of Arkansas, just really the southern states, um, kind of sharing my story, my experience when I was a kid in high school right. and how I was bullied as a kid and sort of why it was important to stand up for those being bullied. That's yeah. been a big chunk of time doing that mm -hmm. and led some worship, filled in for some worship uh, leaders that were out on PTO or needed some time with her family. I did that for a while and then landed in country music of mm. all things, uh, writing and singing with a pop country group. Wow. And man, that was an experience. And good. It was a great experience. It was, good. It was a great yeah. experience. It was, it's sort of like, I feel like at moments God allows us opportunities where we sort of up the game. I kind of talked about watching Dee Dee from afar and her talent. 
um, at that time especially I mean it, she was a superstar in my eyes I yeah. was watching her on TVN and watching her use her talents and her gifts and and that sort of upped the bar for me and then she encouraged me of course along the way as we became friends we did music together and as each step of the way was just one more step in becoming what I feel like we you know God had, had created me to do yeah. and country music for me was was the next step as well because the unfortunate part about gospel music or Christian music as a genre is that they tend to get stuck in one way, one direction, one sound, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. don't progress with mm -hmm. times. Uh, getting in country music sort of opened my eyes up to how modern production works, how modern songwriting is, is written, yeah. and why a, a vast public ear is drawn to those sounds, why they're drawn yeah. to those types of lyrics and how those things are written out. And it sort of it taught me. It taught me a lot about better communication. And I yeah. think as as a songwriter in, in a especially in a Christian environment, there's a there's another way that we can up our game in writing songs that are more relevant, mm -hmm. using language that's a little bit more up to date that people will relate with, they'll connect with. And really good theology. And, and and strong theology. So what yeah. happens if you take there strong you theology yeah. with a modern language yes. that communicates to a younger generation right. what it is that we need to communicate? That's and that's that was that was the piece that was missing for me. That's what right. country music taught me. You know, I've been so impressed, uh, Randy, as has everybody. Uh, just hearing you sing, I know you've won uh, Grammys, Dove Awards. I mean, you've you've just got such a resume. Thank but you. the theology in your Christian music, that the music you're writing today. Uh, that I have heard is just so solid, and it, it has to come from your life experience. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you've mentioned something about bullying and, and uh, you know, that being part of your your high school days, part yeah. of your life experience, and that must have been very painful. And, you know, I think our theology kind of lends itself for that, you know, those cross times, those sacrifice times, and, you know, those very tough times. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously you found a sense of resurrection in your in your professional and in your Christian life, it seems like. Absolutely. And I think that those times really, uh, they they lend themselves to help us know where we're headed in the future when we face hard times, when we face hardships, when yeah. we face dark days of, of not knowing what's what's ahead of us. Those experiences in the past are what sort of laid that foundation, at least for me, on how I would handle those going forward. Right. I noticed a comment that, that you had made about uh, at one time in high school. Uh, being suicidal yeah and just you know kind of at the end where we know a lot of kids that go through bullying we've uh, we've heard too many stories about kids who've ended their life and That's you true. said um, until that one very unforgettable day yeah well, tell us about that day well, I was uh, a very artistic kid growing up. Yeah. I preferred to be uh, watching a Broadway show versus at a basketball game. And when you grow up in a small town like I did, where I had 25 people in my graduating high school class, you are going to stick out like a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're going to definitely be the outlier of, of the basketball stars that were in, in my high school at that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was bullied a lot for that. I was probably a little bit soft. I had a very tender heart. It didn't take much to make me cry. I could mm -hmm. watch a show on TV and just bust out in tears. And 
in a country town, you know, that's not the manly thing to do. You yeah, have yeah. to, uh, you know, toughen up and, and be a certain way to be accepted. And so I was, I fought a lot through school because of being so different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that bullying really led me to a place where I questioned what my purpose in life really was about and why if, and I was raised in a Christian home. I attended church every time the doors were open mm-hmm. all through mm-hmm. my childhood life. I had a great, amazing upbringing from my family, mm-hmm. but I kind of question at moments, you know, God, if you're real, if this exists, if you exist, why am I having to fight this? Why do I feel so different? Why am I, why do I have feelings that are not like everybody else's feelings? Mm-hmm. Why do mm-hmm. I love art so much and nobody else that are, that are boys like art, like I do in this, in this school. And, um, I pretty much had laid my head down one night and and sort of had that moment that I was, it's kind of that last hope, kind of that last call to God saying, you know, if you exist, mm-hmm. if you hear me praying to you right, right now, right. then I need you to show up. Yeah. I need you to show me this is right because if you're not going to, then I'm just gonna end all of it myself tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I, what happened for me, and, and I know some, depends on who you ask, every religion has their own interpretation of it and traveling through the world, I've got everybody's opinion. Yep. Um, but some folks say I had a dream. Mm-hmm. Some people called it a vision. I call it just a life-changing moment mm-hmm. where God truly revealed himself to me. It showed up in a dream, if you will. And I was walking down streets of gold. I I had my head just kind of hung down amazed that I was on these streets of gold. And about that time, a man walked up right next to me and on the top of his feet, I saw scars. Mm. And so I knew at that moment, I get almost choked up even thinking about it because it was so real for me. At that moment, I knew I was in the presence of Jesus. And it was the craziest thing because where some people would probably be so excited about that that moment, yeah. in that very split second, I was filled with such shame mm. because I felt like here I am, you know, ready to take my own life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how dare me put God's creation in my own hands mm-hmm. is kind of where I was at. Right. I was ashamed of feelings of being different. I was ashamed of what led me to that place laying in bed the night before and then wondered, did I take my own life? You know, I had yeah. that doubt. Yeah. And in, in, in that doubt, in that moment of shame, Jesus spoke to me and he said, do you believe mm-hmm. that God has made all things perfect. Mm. Mm. And I answered and said, yes. And he said, then why would you think that he would start with you and not make it perfect? Mm. And I knew at that moment, right there, that I needed to stop questioning. I needed to stop doubting. He he told me there, he said, I have a plan for you. I have a work for you Mm -hmm. that is so much bigger Mm -hmm. than what you could ever plan for yourself. And you're going to reach thousands of people with your story. You're Mm going to reach thousands of lives Mm -hmm. with your music. And at that point, I wasn't even writing songs. Had no idea what that meant. But looking back on it now over, you know, 30, five years later, 
My goodness. I can look at it and say, wow, you know, God does have a plan. So the next morning I woke up and I was completely like all of the anxiety that I had allowed to really just kind of take over my life, that darkness, the depression, I call it a cloud. It felt like everywhere I went was a cloud over my head. In that moment, it was gone. Hmm. And the thoughts of suicide for me completely were gone the next day. Now, that doesn't mean I didn't have bad days, right? Sure. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I didn't have days of doubting even later or moments of shame or guilt or, you know, where I felt like I was inadequate in some way or not worthy to stand on a platform or write a song or what have you. But in those moments for me, when I have those doubts, when I have the feeling of guilt, when somebody tries to guilt me, I think back to that moment for me that changed my life forever. And I remember what God spoke to me, which was life. Yeah. It was it was a prophecy over me that said that that there was a work greater than what I had even imagined for myself. Mm-hmm. That means regardless of how unworthy I may feel at that moment, God confirmed for me that I was worthy enough to work right. for him. Absolutely. And so that's well, sort of I've what I've got a question that, that I don't want to ask. <laughs> I love this. Dee and I here, we're more. pastors, mm-hmm. but I've got to ask it. In those 35 years, did the church add to that shame or did oh. you find the church Come on. helpful? Yep. Yeah, watch out now because I can get to preaching. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. In the in the beginning stages after my experience that mm-hmm. I had, I spent a lot of time trying to hide behind hide in the closet, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those rules, all of the the man made rules that exist that say, you know, you shouldn't, you know, women shouldn't wear pants or, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't have purple hair, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. you can't, uh, you know, you can't live a a certain lifestyle Mm -hmm. and and do a work for God. It doesn't exist. It took a lot of undoing. um, Kind of moralistic kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah. a very moralistic. It took a lot of undoing of bad doctrine Mm -hmm. uh, and bad theology that got me to a place where I realized, okay, I'm not the crazy one here. I think they might be. And so the church at the beginning was supposed to be a safe haven. It's supposed to be the place you go to where uh, God's love clearly can be found in in Christians and in, in fellow church members and they're supposed to lend a hand to somebody that's having a down moment or a hug to somebody that needs a hug at the moment i didn't find that i found uh more rules i found uh you know i found love that had circumstances that behind it like there was a condition for that love we'll love you if for example you don't have purple hair you know we'll love you then Mm -hmm. or we'll love you if you wear a certain type of suit or you know you look a certain way or you'll say what we want you to say that was the kind of love from the church that i experienced Um, that partially is what uh, opened my heart i guess is one way to say it opened my eyes but it certainly is what let me uh, lean into country music it's what sort of let Mm -hmm. me go down that path that Mm -hmm. said because at that moment after fighting it for so long 
um, I came to a realization in my own life that my own happiness was not the reason I was not completely happy. The reason I was not completely fulfilled was because I was allowing people in my lives that didn't see things the same way that I did. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't God that we didn't even talking about God or my relationship with God, but I was talking about people Mm -hmm. and I had to decide at that point, if, if I can't get on the same page and if, if more importantly, we can't see eye to eye about love and what unconditional love is supposed to look like Mm -hmm. as we're called to love then I would have to make other changes and get rid of some people in my life. You know, I am really glad you found your way here some months ago because you've been singing and uh, people are just, you know, just so in awe. You're drawing people so close to God through your, you know, through your your gifts, your talents. I'm, I'm honest. I am honored to be here. I am honored to find a place where I did walk in the door and on day one felt love. Yeah. And that's not easily found in a lot of churches, and I've yeah. been to a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. Thank and you. And you're loved and greatly appreciated Thank here. Thank you. And I, I know you must feel that. Oh, absolutely. Every uh, day, every time I'm here, I feel that. Well, we are so, so very uh, blessed to have you, Thank Randy. you very much. And Dee you've had a good friend all these years. Yes. And uh, the two of you together um, leading worship is just, um, it's an awesome experience. Thank you. So we're glad that you've been here with us, and we're certainly glad that Randy's been here. We'll have to have you back, Randy. I would love it. I've got a few more questions I need to ask. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thank you very much. This is Hope Connection, and I'm Stan Copeland, the pastor here at Lover's Lane United Methodist Church.